Welcome to The Faithful Podcast. I'm your host, Keely Scott, with Compassion International. The Word of God is filled with the voices of mothers, daughters, sisters, and wives. Each of their stories shows us different sides of God's kindness, love, and faithfulness, and how that faithfulness is just as active and present today as it was thousands of years ago. The Faithful Project is a gathering of female poets, songwriters, authors, and storytellers, creating a space for them to dive into the stories of the ancient and mysterious women of the Word and to learn and share about their own stories in the process. We are so glad you've joined us today as we speak of what we've seen. Today, we sit down with singer-songwriters Krista Wells and Leslie Jordan, as well as co-founder of She Reads Truth, Rachel Myers, as they reflect on Mary's sister, Martha, and her interactions with Jesus. Through Martha, God reminds us the importance of anchoring your days in the Word and how taking the time to receive is just as important as taking the time to give. Now, here's their conversation. I'm Krista Wells. I'm a singer-songwriter in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm Leslie Jordan, and I'm also a singer-songwriter in Nashville, Tennessee. What a, what a great time for Nashville, right? <laughs> Leslie and Krista. <laughs> well, I am Rachel Myers, and I am the co-founder of She Reads Truth, and I too am in Nashville, Tennessee, so aren't right. we having a good day? And after hey. this project, you are also a songwriter, correct? You know what? That's, That's so right. true. I'm trying to be singer-songwriter, but mostly they let me in on the gang vocals, so oh, Listen, I'm comfortable now there. it's on your resume. Technically, you definitely Rachel Myers, singer-songwriter in, in Nashville, Tennessee. Portion. There we go. Oh, That's show. good. Well, we are sitting together right now in Nashville, Tennessee, yes. to talk about Martha. Yeah. Um, Martha from Scripture, from the New Testament, sister of Mary, sister of Lazarus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited to have this conversation because I think that it's a conversation that leaves a lot of people scratching their heads mm-hmm. or feeling puzzled um, mm-hmm. or frustrated. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, and that's that's normal for Scripture, for us to walk away feeling head-scratchy sometimes, in fact, often. Um, but this particular young lady in scripture, um, a lot of us relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to read quickly from, I want to read from um, from her story in Luke 10. So two of the big times that we get to interact with Martha in scripture would be the the moment, the Mary Martha moment where, mm-hmm. which I'm about to read. And then the other one would be um, where Lazarus is dead, where mm-hmm. her brother dies. And we'll try and get to both of those in this time. But I want to start with from Luke 10, um, starting in verse 38. And it's talking about Mary and Martha, and it says, Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister named Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Hmm. Now, we read this before we hit record, and Leslie, you, you had a, like an out loud reaction. <laughs> you don't like it. No, it's not that I don't like it. I just think I've heard this story in so many in so many different contexts, right? Yeah. And I think we hear a lot of Bible stories, and sometimes in shaming 
yeah. context, right? Yeah. Which is like Martha did the wrong thing and Mary did the right thing. Right. And so um, not that that's how Jesus was meaning it right. at all. Right. But I think we interpret things and we hear things through the lens in which we were maybe read the story for the first or time. Heard it, or um, heard, heard it. Heard the recounting of it and not the actual scripture. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Oh, definitely. And hearing it preached. Yeah. In different contexts. <laughs> like this is how it was meant to, to right. be, to, to come across. And 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 I think since then I've heard I've heard different accounts and 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 maybe um, accounts that help spell some things out for me a little a mm-hmm. little better. So um, and that's maybe just me going yeah that that initial reaction of ah. yeah <laughs> you know the healthy yeah. skeptic in yeah, you yeah right <laughs> and don't we all want like every Bible story we read to be like. No, it's so funny. Like the story is funny because you really side with Martha. Yeah. Like you just go like, well, and first of all, I always remember that Martha's the one that's doing the cooking and cleaning because of Martha Stewart. Like that's the like <laughs> oh, that's the connection good. that I yeah, drew. Yeah, and yeah, I was like, good. Martha's the one that does yeah, the, yeah. the homemaking. Yeah. Um, and so you're just like, well, goodness sakes. Like she's so Proverbs 31. Yeah. Like she's doing, like she's a hostess and she's like making it happen. Right. And and then to read, you know, and Mary sat at Jesus' feet. Yeah. I, I mean, how do you, when you hear that story, Krista, what do you think? I'm... I'm going to admit that as far back as I remember hearing this story, I've always related to Mary more. Yeah. And that's because I'm a nine on the Enneagram. Yeah. I sit still easily. <laughs> yeah. I do not, I'm not the one getting up volunteering to wash the dishes. Yeah. So I, I cherish and revere the people who are more doers in my mm. life. Mm-hmm. My mom, you know, a lot of caring, nurturing people. And I often feel guilty in their presence because <laughs> I'm not doing as much, but I also want to like, you know, grab them by the arm and say, just chill out for a minute. Just like hang out with me. But I'm curious to hear you guys speak to this because I hear what you're saying, Leslie, and I honestly think that limited perspective we've always been handed about this is, it makes sense because it's a really short story. It's short, yeah. And Jesus is kind of in quotation marks, like quoted in here as saying these things Mm -hmm. that seem hard to misunderstand. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm curious to hear... Yeah. Like, um, so Leslie, you read a different translation because I had ESV and it said that Mary has chosen the good portion. Yeah. What's that? What the is it? NIV, NIV version says, um, Mary has chosen what is better. What is better. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Okay. So I've wrestled with this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because I've always thought that there was a lot of virtue in, yeah. and I think there is a lot of virtue in serving, like yeah, Jesus right. came to seek and like seek and mm-hmm. save the lost, but he also like came to not to be served, but to serve. Like yeah. these are the things that we know. And, and so I've struggled with this too. Yeah. Like, wait, I'm confused. Yeah. Like, is this contradicting itself? Right. Um, but when I think about, and, and honestly, this for me, it comes down to time spent with Jesus. Mm-hmm. So like on one hand, like we could talk about like when we're around other people and who's serving and who's sitting. But I think when we boil this down to Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus, yeah. um, and that's really where a lot of like, even in the last couple of months, like that conviction and like encouragement has come for me because, you know, Jesus says like, you're anxious about many things. He's not saying like you're doing a lot of bad things. Like right. he isn't actually s- condemning right. what she's doing. Right. He's saying, yeah, there's a lot to do. No question. Um, But Mary has chosen the good portion or Mary has chosen the better. And to me, I I think about the the mornings where I sit down and with my Bible on my lap and I sit at the feet of Jesus. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
And um, even in that, I can like out of my side eye see the dishes peeking out the top of the sink because <laughs> there are that many. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can see the the dust bunnies on the floor. And I want to keep a nice home. Like yeah. sure, like that's a good thing. Like there's nothing right. like condemning about an empty sink and mm-hmm. a sparkling counter. Um, but when I sit down and see those things and those things are starting to pull at me, like, actually, Rachel, close your Bible, go handle that and then come back. Mm. I go, no, I want to choose the better. Yeah. Like, I want to start with sitting at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. Um, I want the good portion. I want to, and if I, because if I go do those other things, whatever it is, even mm-hmm. if it's like sending a couple of emails, whatever it is, even wonderful things, loving, encouraging texts to friends, like right. there are so many virtuous things mm-hmm. that we can do, but sometimes we do this at the risk of not getting to the, to the best portion. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think when I hear that story, I think it helps me, it, it helps me uh, prioritize my day. Yeah. It helps me anchor right. that I, I want to choose the better. I, I want to, and then I'll get to the other things. Yeah. Maybe it has to do with, as most of these stories do with what's not on the outside, but what's going on on the inside. So right. it's like from what place within you? Are you doing the good things? Mm. Are we doing the good things? Are we starting centered? Mm -hmm. And when I start, I have gotten to a place in my life where I pretty much prioritize nothing more than my own inner uh, practices. I start the day there. I I say no to a lot of things if it's going to get in the way with my uh, practices that foster my spiritual connection to God and self. And I find surprisingly that when I start there and I make a priority, even if it takes hours, sometimes I devote hours of my morning to that. I am so much more efficient and more, um, there's so much more wisdom in the way I interact with my people and mm-hmm. my work from the rest of the day. I could reverse those things. It would not be a moral transgression. Yeah. Morally but, neutral. Right. Yeah. Right. So I, I don't perceive, like you're saying, I don't perceive Jesus as judging, but inviting her and yeah. saying, you know what? I love all of this. You've made me feel so at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, what a charcuterie of, board. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I really want <laughs> It's beautiful. I really want to hang out. So it's come like you me. said at the expense, I think you said, uh, use the phrase at, at the expense of like, is it at the expense of relationship or is it in service of yeah. relationship? Yeah. I love that. I, there's a, a phrase that um, a pastor we follow in Canada, he says a lot that God moves at the speed of relationships. Ooh, and oh, I, wow. I feel like in this story, that's probably what, even just hearing you say yeah. that, Krista, made me think of that verse or that quote. And to, to say like, this is Jesus moving at the speed of relationships. Yeah. And Jesus doesn't hang out in houses for very long. So, yeah. you know, he might've been looking at Mary and saying, you are you are doing a good thing, mm-hmm. but here's a better thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and to, to sit and be still mm-hmm. and... Uh, to receive mm. as opposed to pouring out. And I would say that's, I, I see that um, in my life, the story of of Martha overlapping, um, you know, being in ministry for 10 years, being in abandoned touring for eight years. Mm. Um, there were a lot of things my life was consistent, I mean, busy all the time. Yeah. And I just remember thinking like Sabbath used to be a word I would use for an excuse to get out of things. Like, well, I need a Sabbath. You <laughs> I'm know, like, need a Sabbath. Need, yeah. instead of like, instead of choosing to do that in the midst of mm-hmm. the busy as a means to, uh, to complete the work and not perpetuate the exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Or to come out of work from rest. Right, exactly. It's a, it's a part it. yeah. of it. And so mm-hmm. I feel like that is probably what Jesus is, is hopefully ushering Martha into and, and not, like I mentioned before, in a shameful way, yeah. but in more of an um, invitational way. 
I like that use of the means to complete the work yeah. or mm-hmm. to fulfill the work. Not an excuse yeah. to perpetuate exhaustion. Yeah. But yeah, that's beautiful. Do you guys want to hear the other story? Definitely. About Martha? Yep. Okay. Actually, do you want to read it? Sure. While you're looking for that, Leslie, you said Jesus didn't st- stay long in these houses. Yeah. And so that brings to mind the sense of the, this being written in time. Yeah, you know, as right. well, that it's timeless. It has a timeless message, but also you're right. Like he was also speaking to her about that day, Yeah, you know, yeah. in right. her life. Yeah. There was On a real urgency. In your life. Right. And there were probably many other scenes mm-hmm. where he could have easily said, Hey Mary, we need to get to work here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. well, like it, the right now, the most important thing mm-hmm. is to feed these people or whatever. Totally. And it is, it is, it's cool that we get a couple stories from Martha. Cause I think we actually, in this next story, we see a little bit of the inverse, mm-hmm. but you know, story, like there is this like almost typecast of these characters where it's like, well, Thomas was the doubter, you yeah. know, like, <laughs> poor Tom, and any man named Thomas is a doubter. Like yeah. that's, yeah. we do hear just one fraction of their story when mm-hmm. really like there was, there the was this life. moment. Yeah. They're not and this moment and white. is They're the snapshot color. of what we get right. from them. But I do love that this, I feel like this story may be a little bit of the inverse. Um, this is John chapter 11, starting in verse, um, I'll start in verse 17. Now, when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. And then beautifully... Jesus does raise Lazarus from yeah. the dead. He is, he gives him a, a first fruit of the resurrection sort of a moment. Right. Um, yeah. And it's not that Lazarus stays alive forever, but this moment of, I mean, Jesus weeps yeah. over his his dead friend and, yeah. and then raises him. But what about Martha there? Right. Well, I've never read it, those side by side somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I'm hearing this contrast in in what she receives in being a proactive going and getting <laughs> right. kind of person. Yeah. Because Mary who I've related to, I probably would have sat at the house and yeah. been like, I'm not <laughs> going to go chase after this. Like, I'm just yeah. going to wait for whatever comes and allow whatever comes. That's more her nature. And Martha is like, I'm a doer. You know, I'm going to go out and meet him on the road mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm going to ask the questions right. and I'm going to, and she gets to have this conversation and this insight and revelation from mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. Yeah. that Mary didn't get to experience yeah. in that moment. She's the one who gets to connect in that moment with him. Yeah. You know, we just, um, I just uh, recorded another episode in, in another room uh, about uh, the story of Esther. Mm. And one of the things that we noticed um, in, in the kind of the moment where Mordecai is going like, hey, like we're going to need you to come through for us here. Mm. And what they do is, you know, they they declare the faithfulness of the Lord and they say like, this is what we know he can do and will do. This is what we know he's going to do to preserve God's covenant with Abraham. And let's fast and pray. Like at the same time. Yeah. And um, and that strikes me here too, because like you're saying, you know, well, yes, I rest in knowing that, you know, Martha, she knows she's got good theology. Like she yeah. knows that Lazarus will have eternal life, but she also runs to Jesus. 
and asks for him yeah. to help. And I just think that it's sweet right. that we get this picture of her like having, you know, faith in the promises of God and of salvation, but also she blasts toward Jesus and asks and like and goes to him. Yeah. Right. Hey, this is Eiler with The Faithful Project. I had a baby in September, and the months after she was born, I really struggled with taking care of myself. Sometimes it feels like I spend all my waking hours making sure she's okay before I'm able to think about what I need. But I've learned that if I don't spend time taking care of my mental health, I'm not able to take care of her well. And if you have children or not, you know that sometimes we'll drop anything to help someone we care about but we don't often give ourselves the same treatment. Therapy played an important role in my understanding that if I don't take care of myself and my mental health, I can't take care of others. So this month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else does, and therapy is a great way to make sure you show up for yourself. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. So give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and faithful project listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash faithfulproject. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash faithfulproject. I would like to say thank you. Thank you so much to my sponsor, Jeff and Bonnie Mori. We are Jeff and Bonnie Mori, and we had the opportunity to sponsor Nora over 20-some years ago. It's not just us. It's a whole team. It's a whole army of people that God mobilizes in order to affect change in the life of a child. I hope I see you one day. I love you so much, wherever you are. How about today? To see the rest of Nora's amazing story, visit Faithful's YouTube page and our socials at Faithful Project. The links are in the show notes. Yeah, and and what a there there is such a contrast in in I don't know th this year has been such an interesting year, 2020 <laughs> for most of us, <laughs> and the idea of being proactive about anything, especially in a, in a time where you feel completely out of control, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. Martha's just lost her brother. Yeah. And, and I think when you get to the end of a place of feeling out of control, you have two options. And one is to just resign yourself to, you know, the situation, mm -hmm. um, and accept that. And that's mm -hmm. not a bad thing necessarily. Yeah. Right. Or pray and petition and, and, and find a way through that. And part of me wonders if Martha was in her nature, going, maybe this won't get us anywhere. Right. Maybe this, maybe I'm still left in the exact right. same situation mm -hmm. I was in before I left the house, mm -hmm. but maybe yeah. not. And then Jesus right. goes into the house and into Mary and Mary says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. So she also has faith. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and these are just two different women. Yeah. And it's not like, and no one, not even a scripture, not Jesus is saying, this is the woman to be, or this yeah. is the woman right. to be. 
in fact, be neither of these women, mm-hmm. you know, be like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's just, it's sweet to know that it's not like, well, oh no, if I relate to Mary or if I relate to Martha, then I'm doing it wrong. That's right. right. Instead, m- Jesus looks at Mary and loves her. Jesus looks at Martha and loves her and continues to draw them to him. Right. And, and the idea too, that there's not, again, coming back to the idea of typecasting that, yeah. um, it's not like a personality is able to connect with God and another personality yeah. is not. We are all able to pre- to allow it to be brought to our attention, mm-hmm. which side we need to work on, right? Or, or to be more mindful of, yeah. you know, and the things that are maybe obstructing our ability to connect with God at different times. It might be for some people that the work is leaning into moving my body a little bit more, like right. being showing up and being a little more honest with God yeah. about what I'm desiring, what I'm frustrated with. And for others, it may be exercising that waiting hmm. and being still muscle. It's not, again, that there's a type of yeah. person. Yeah. He's not saying that. Yeah, I do yeah. love that we see, too, that he really does, like you said, Rachel, meet them in their place, yes. right? Like. Even just reading further down when Mary says, you know, if you had been here, he wouldn't have died. And then and then Jesus became troubled too and says, yeah. where is he? And yeah. he goes in to see him. And that's when we get that two-line verse, two-word verse, two word Jesus verse. wept. And, Easiest verse to memorize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he, he felt the sadness with yeah. them. Right. You know what yeah. else I like? Thinking back to the 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 first story, the yeah. like Martha's busy in the kitchen, the Martha Stewart moment. Um, <laughs> I I probably shouldn't say that. I don't know. What the, I don't know how Martha Stewart's doing Martha right Stewart now. Martha Stewart might be a very laid back person. It's, yeah. it's hard to know. I know. I doubt it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but back to that story, something that just occurs to me is that if I'm Martha, I'm so glad that Jesus talked to me about. About it. Like mm-hmm. by that, I mean, like, here's the Messiah mm-hmm. and he's in the home and I think I'm doing the right thing. And rather than him going like, oh, like she's missing it, but at least she's trying and just like letting it slide. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, he instructs her mm-hmm. and it's so kind. Mm-hmm. It's so kind of him to go like, there's even more. Like, yeah. I don't, I, I don't want you to settle for being in the kitchen for me. I want you to be at my feet right now. Yeah. And, and like, you know, we've talked about like there, this was an urgent day. This right. was an urgent time. And there's a lot to learn from that. I don't know. It just strikes me. It, it, it's sweet to me that, that Jesus didn't just let it slide because mm-hmm. he wasn't unkind in right. his words. He, he instructed her to come nearer, come which closer is, to me. Which was him pursuing her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what woman Isn't doesn't want to be pursued yeah. in <laughs> right. true love that yeah. way, you know? Yeah. Cause his indifference would have been the opposite of that, yeah. right? If he had been indifferent towards her and been like, yeah. oh, you're kind of annoying the way you're flitting about. And I'm just gonna... <laughs> <laughs> And he didn't like yell it from no, the middle of the group, like, hey, yeah. Martha, get over here. <laughs> right. There wasn't, it wasn't shaming. Yeah. Um, and I, and you mentioned him meeting them where they're at, which, you know, and, and empathizing, you know, bringing his own emotion and, and just visually how that happened meeting one on the road and mm. one in the house wow yeah. you know yeah. like you can't hide from him and you're he's not going to run away from you if you come running you yeah. know he's yeah. going to 
He's going to meet you. You can both approach him yeah. aggressively. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also he will come to Wait. you yeah. in your grief. You yeah. can, you can run to him in your grief and also he will come to you in your grief. Mm. I just said the same thing twice, but I just had to hear it twice. No, my, I, I needed to hear that. it twice. Say so one we more need time. to hear it a yeah. third time. Yeah. 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 I mean, For listen. the people in the back. For the people yeah. in the back. <laughs> that's a, it's really, that's a profound thought that yeah. you can both run to him and wait for him mm -hmm. and, that's good. Mm -hmm. It's really there. good. So as we wrap yeah. our very brief time together, yeah. <laughs> there is a Psalm of David that it, this is the beauty of scripture. Like it just all speaks to itself and to each other. So I feel like something that we, we've kind of talked about both in, you know, the writing of the songs and, mm -hmm. and the conversations around these women is, yeah. is God's faithfulness to these women. Yeah. But we've also we've also talked about these women's faithfulness to God. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we spend, um, we spend these conversations typically looking at God's faithfulness. Mm -hmm. And so part of it's it good. for me, I, I would love to hear from, from you guys about how do you see Martha's faithfulness to God in these stories? Um, and do you see a connection or an overlap in, in your story to Martha specifically? Cause we also, this mm -hmm. is the other part too, is like, it's always Mary and Martha, right? So we're, yeah. we're talking about Martha, Martha specifically. Only. We take Mary out for yeah, a minute. Yeah, we take Mary out and we go, Martha's is her there? own person. Yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> They're like Simon and Garfunkel, just let them be. Um, but I, yeah, I'm so curious. Like what, what do you mm -hmm. see as, as Martha's faithfulness to God? And also, is there, a, is there a moment in this story or these stories where you sense an overlap in yours? For me, it feels pretty simple. What we're, what we're given here is not a whole lot, but I do see that um, she's like a, a space maker mm -hmm. and, a, and a space preparer. And so I assume she, you know, in the message translation, which I was looking at it, I liked the way it said it, um, that Martha welcomed him and made him feel quite at home. Yeah. And I have to assume she was doing that for all the people who were gathered there, not just him. Probably yeah. she was making everyone feel at home. And I've been <clears throat> on the receiving end of that kind of faithfulness. Yeah. To, it's a kind of faithfulness to God that maybe is under praised. Yeah. And the people who are especially gifted in that area can feel very underwhelming within themselves. Mm -hmm. um, I know that because my own mother is someone who's especially gifted in this area of making people feel at home. And they tend to not want praise directed to them. They don't want to, you know, they want to just comfort and care for others. And, but if you've ever been touched, if your life has been touched by a person that, like that, then you know that 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 is exceptional, and it is nothing short of um, of embodying the love of God, yeah. and and so it doesn't look pious. It doesn't look like showing up at you know. I've seen people do that, live that way, who don't show up at church all the time, who don't yeah. you know look the way you might think faithful woman looks, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, I so when I see Martha, I think also the fact that she is just being who God made her to be. Yeah. And that involves a lot of wrestling with who God made her to be, hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. But she seems to be showing up and doing it. And um, I don't, we don't know what the other side, how, we don't actually know, do we, how she received that right. mild admonition? Mm, you know, does right. she, is she teachable? Is right. she, you know, but. I think the the thing that I, that I take from Martha is she's sure about what she believes. Mm -hmm. um, and, and she's able to give confession to it with confidence in the face of a lot of different things, but specifically in the faith, in the immediate face of the death of, of a sibling. Yeah. Um, and, and for her to, you know, for Jesus to say like, 
hey, listen, like I'm the resurrection and life. Like if there's one person you need here right now, it's me. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, quoting scripture, she says, I know that we will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Like this is yeah. something I know. And then later she says, you know, when he says like, no, there's more, there's even, <laughs> it's even better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, do you believe this? And then again, we get this beautiful confession from her and profession of, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God who is coming into the world. Mm-hmm. Like her, if we're, if we're talking about Martha's faith, it is, she's sure, she's yeah. sure. And she's not going to always be sure. Like we are all human. Like, right. no, the, the faithfulness of any character in the Bible apart from Christ um, will always fall short. Think about David, you know, like mm-hmm. we all have all these examples, even all the women that we're going to have these podcast episodes about. Um, but when you find these beautiful moments where they inter- their lives intersect with Christ and in, in Martha's case, we get these beautiful statements of faith that like, I want, I want that statement of faith. Like, yeah. I want to be able to like say, you, Lord, you are the one who's coming into the world. And I want to believe that what you said, what Jesus said, that I, he is the, the resurrection and the life. Yeah. Um, I just think like, it, it's beautiful. We get Peter saying that when he, when Jesus looks to Peter and says, who do you say that I am? Mm-hmm. But we also have a woman where it's a very similar, very paralleled, yeah. um, profession of faith, mm-hmm. but yeah. we also have a woman in scripture giving this beautiful and um, very clear profession. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. And I love that, you know, even just in her action in that moment of running to Jesus going, I, I know that there's more mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you can do for mm-hmm. us in this moment. Yeah. There was a physical profession of faith as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to run toward, you know, yeah. um, it's good. There's also, it, it makes me think listening to you guys, they, there's a scripture, which I cannot tell you off the top of my head, but maybe one of you can, that speaks in the New Testament, I think, to this is the religion I consider true or, you know, that Mm. feeds the, cares for the widows and the poor. Mm -hmm. So it's talking about faith in action, right? So it's kind of funny that we want to be harsh with Martha for being a, you know, a faith in action kind of person (laughs) when that's what was praised. You know, it's like, believe and yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And be about your father's business mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, having all the belief, but just sitting and not participating yeah. Yeah. actively in our communities and our worlds. So. I wondered too, like, as, as you just said that it made me think, I, I wonder if there was a part of Jesus that was kind of dismantling some of the belief systems there, which was that women were the you know, maker of the mm, home and the, you know, the hospitality mm-hmm. and the, and, and Jesus was actually saying like, no, you actually get to learn from me too. You get to sit at the oh, rabbi's you get feet. To sit that's here. beautiful. Like, yeah. like that's the place where men sat. Yeah. Women didn't yeah. sit there. He's and, giving her permission. Yeah. Right. To mm-hmm. not yeah. only be this in this one role. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, I, I think looking at it curiously that way and going, huh. Maybe Jesus wasn't necessarily speaking just to Martha, but maybe mm. Jesus was creating new context for who gets to sit and learn yeah. from him. You get to be a disciple. Yeah. You get to be a student. That's right. You get to engage your intellect yeah. and ask questions yeah. and listen. And then we hear from her later yeah. that she gets it. There yeah. is that theology understanding yeah. that she's been learning. Yeah, She's been sitting at the feet of the rabbi. She, yeah, come on. That's beautiful. All right, friends, as that. we wrap... Mm-hmm. Um, Something I love about the Bible um, is just the way that Scripture interprets Scripture. So we may be in the Gospels right now, but there's a beautiful Psalm 27 
David is writing, and he speaks so specifically to the, that first Mary and Martha story. In verse, in verse 4 of Psalm 27, he says, One thing I asked of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to acquire in his temple. Mm. So even David is just going like, one thing, mm-hmm. I, what is the one thing that is necessary? Yeah. Um, and it's to to go to the Lord, mm-hmm. to abide with him, to sit at his feet. And so there are a lot of really beautiful takeaways that we have from this conversation. Like, thank you. This was mm-hmm. incredible. Y'all yeah. are such smart ladies. Yeah. And as we take away all mm-hmm. of those things that that we can run to Jesus in our grief and that he'll come at us yeah. in our grief, that we that we can have a profession of faith, um, and, and, and we should, and we yeah. can. Um, there's so many beautiful things here, and let's choose the good portion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's sit at the feet of Jesus. Let's not let that get away from us. Mm. Thank you, guys. Thank you. So good. Love it. Thanks for listening to today's episode. To learn more about our music, books, merchandise, or when a faithful event will be coming near you, please visit us at faithfulproject.com or follow us on social media at Faithful Project. The Faithful Project is brought to you by Compassion International, Integrity Music, and David C. Cook Publishing. To find out how you can play a vital role in releasing children from poverty, please visit compassion.com slash faithful. Until next time, Now go and speak.